Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in 608 and it's February 3rd, 2022, your Thursday morning. Starting you off with a degree in the capital city, windchill. 14 below. Woo! See, this is a good reminder of uh, it's a good reminder of what it's usually like uh, like all the time during during winter. Good news is this is uh, is over after tomorrow. Really over on really over on on Saturday, and then for the next week or so. But we can hear that from someone who is a little bit more reputable than I am in the industry of meteorology. Coming up. At 8.35, Dr. Ken Dewey joins us, our weather and climate guru, and so I look forward to talking to him as always. That's at 8.35 this morning, working backwards through the show. 8.10 is going to be the Grow Lincoln team. Robin and Dave, new restaurant. Uh, they have some news about free food you can get this week. That's today, free I think. Food. Just today. Yes, today. It? Today. So we'll, they'll tell you where <laughs> I'm, you I'm can not get sure that. it fits the weather, but that's all right. That's all right. We're a, we're a hearty people. Uh, today is Ticket Thursday, and we are doing week three in a row because it's been such a hit of Generation Collaboration. Uh, we have t- now we have an interesting situation with prizes today. We've got we've got more than we more than we normally have because we have not only tickets to see Husker basketball, but we also Husker men's basketball. Yep. But we also have apparently a pile of Girl Scout cookies. Just boxes on boxes on boxes. Boxes of Girl Scout cookies. Do we know? Now, I think I remember in our meeting, they were specified they were Thin Mint. Is well, that right? Or is oh, that so, those things are, are awful. <laughs> so <laughs> They don't work. I had a box of them, and I they didn't work. How's that? They're not making them any thinner. <laughs> um, sorry, Mark. Sorry. Let's sorry. Steal that. Sorry. To the, you, normally, normally, we don't say our prices are awful. <laughs> Um, no, it's, uh, it's two boxes of Girl Scout cookies. One is Thin Mint. The other is Adventurefuls. Or those, those are the new ones. Aren't those they? are the new ones. What are yeah. those? They got a little caramel in them and yeah, chocolate and... Oh, that sounds fine. That sounds good. I can, I can use the, uh, the Thin Mints when I need a, like a breath refresh type situation. Adventurefuls. What do, what do we got in these here? Um... They are an indulgent brownie-inspired cookie with caramel-flavored creme Ooh. and a hint of sea salt. Ooh, that sounds classy. That right. sounds very classy. It's always better. I don't. You could just say salt, but if you say sea salt, I'm like, ooh, that sounds nice. Caramel and sea salt, <laughs> or caramel. Yeah, caramel also sounds sounds a little classier. Yeah, you if you say, say caramel way. instead of caramel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just one creme. Of those. Creme. Oh my gosh! That somebody in marketing at the Girl Scouts has done a good job describing those. You know, it's like um, when, or you could say an indulgent brownie inspired cookie with caramel flavored cream and some sea salt. It's just a little, little bit of salt on there. It's huh? a little salt. It's uh, like a brownie caramel with salt on it. I don't know. It's like a it's like a Snickers, but it's a cookie. I don't know. I don't know. There's just those certain those words in food marketing that <laughs> I don't know what they mean, but they sound good, right? Whenever you put like artisan in front of something, indulgent, 
Art, yeah, artisan, indulgent, uh, all all <laughs> of these inspired. words. Chef inspired, chef, yeah, yeah, chef inspired, locally sourced. Yeah, that oh too. yeah, that sounds good. I like the local area stuff. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Just from when, always. When are you going to learn to make your own crepes? I, I'm I'm buying crepes. I don't want to make my own crepes. I can barely handle pancakes. We did the old we did the old breakfast for dinner thing at our house. We do every once in a while. You know, I think some families do that. And that's awesome. And yeah, yeah we like to we like to do that every once in a while. Uh, but and the kids wanted pancakes. I'll tell you what. I'm I know my way around the kitchen pretty well. I hate making pancakes. I, I just it is a mess. Uh, I never time that first flip right very well and then if you go too short on it and you don't can't get a good sturdy uh base when you're flipping the pancake you make an absolute disaster i just you, you need to make them smaller and thinner yeah you're probably right i just pour it in and it looks looks about good i was like all right there we go let's wait for that for a while and then there's a big chunk I don't know. and then you pull and they don't look anything like when i'm done they don't look anything like the ones you get at the restaurants that are kind of that perfectly tannish brown look with the white you know the yellow on the outside uh they're just all they don't look nearly the only as pancakes that i remember growing up my grandmother used to make she made them very thin and you know probably like a, a saucer a cup saucer yeah uh, smaller uh and they were well done and and oh and she used bacon grease in the pan uh, listen my mom trying to make us pancakes is how i became a thrower for track what <laughs> they would just burn so well that we turned them into a discus <laughs> sorry mom <laughs> wow that's rough <laughs> yeah uh bacon grit i've been trying i have been trying to you know how you you make bacon or something or you make you know even ground beef or, or even yep. chicken to some degree and you got that you know grease left over you're not supposed to dump it down your garbage disposal don't do that that's right. uh, that so I'm trying to find, and, and I got a new method now. I think a listener suggested this to me once when I lamented this. But now I'll save, like, old salsa and pickle jars and stuff, and I will, uh, I'll freeze it. I'll, put, I'll dump it in there, and then I'll freeze it. I'll put it in the garage freezer and, and freeze it, and I'll throw it out. Um, throw it out at some point during the winter. I, like, have a freezer emptying in the winter when it's staying cold, and it's not going to melt all over the trash and get everything disgusting. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think maybe I need to cook with bacon grease more often. That or just you know real home sawed lard. Lard. Yeah, there you go. And yeah, I mean, my doctor has been saying you need some more lard in your uh, in your diet. It's a real problem right now. <laughs> I just I just <laughs> took a blood panel, and the first thing I see is a huge lard shortage. <laughs> and sea salt. I, you don't know. I don't think we need to go to the emergency room right now, but we're close for a. <laughs> For a lard IV, okay, <laughs> but uh, it tastes so good. It really does. I don't know if I've ever done. I've never. I mean, I probably. I don't think I've ever used it actually. Actually, cooking. Uh, all right. Uh, what made we, pie crust? Have I ever made pie crust? Yeah. No, I don't really bake. The, oh, like okay. that's the one thing I don't do is like bake desserts and stuff. That's I, I don't. I'm not really into that. Uh, mainly right now, it's just throwing stuff in the old instant pot and calling it a soup afterwards. Oh man, holy cow! Game changer for me. Game changer. Love the instant pot. Uh, all right, what do we have going on today? Hey, did you see the bill that is up that would allow Nebraska residents to continue to exercise and flex that petition muscle, not for a legislative initiative? 
instead to potential recall, to potentially recall, I should say, future governors. Mm. I missed that one. Yeah, that's a, that's a new proposal that is out there. Also, state legislators. This mm. is uh, this has been uh, in uh, it was heard in committee yesterday. LB two sixty eight CA Senator Tom Breezy of Albion has introduced it. This has to amend the constitution, and it would allow for this kind of a uh, a recall that you've seen in some other states, uh, but. But uh, the legislature then would be allowed to sort of give the details. What you know, whatever, whatever happens on this. However, they did it in California this last time, where they're recalling Newsom, but there's like seventy other candidates. To there's got to be a better way than than they did it with that. But but California was one of the one of the kind of OGs on this back in. Remember Gray Davis in two thousand three? Oh, yeah, he actually got recalled. Yeah, so that's uh, there. Are, there are a handful of of states that allow this right now, um, and Nebraska would become one of it. So they testified in front of the government military veterans affair committees. Listen, I'm telling you right now, it's becoming a stronger and stronger branch of the unique brand of Nebraska state governor. Is that is that second house that is the people's vote getting a little bit more potentially just a little bit more power. In terms of the uh, in terms of the balance of power between legislative, executive, judicial, and I guess would it's I guess people think of it as a second legislative branch essentially, uh, like the bicameral, the the second house to the unicameral. So anyway, I thought uh, I thought that was interesting. Uh, of course, cold temperatures today. We touched on that already. By the way, uh, you know how to make antifreeze? No, take all your long underwear. Anti-freeze. Take away your long underwear. Her long underwear. Oh, an- okay. Anti. It's <laughs> okay. good. Thank you. Um, to keep Mark from telling dad, continue to tell dad jokes, maybe he could tell us about some news. How about? Well, if- I'm, I'm going to bring up one that, that's not really uh, current news, but it was. Uh, that's what people tune in for. Well, no, but a pretty, pretty big day uh, in remembrance. And, and hopefully we'll uh, have a little of it tomorrow because it was 63 years ago today that the music died. Clear Lake, oh. Iowa. You remember this? Like yeah, the, I do. The actual, what do you remember about it? I just remember seeing it because the one of the stations that we got at our home was Channel 3 Mason City. And, and they covered it pretty extensively. Uh, big Bopper, Buddy Holly, and Richie Valens. J.P. Richardson's the Big Bopper. They'll die so in a plane crash after they'd played uh, in Clear Lake at, uh, drawing a blank on the name of the place. But anyway, they also there was also a fourth death, uh, the pilot, Roger Peterson. Uh, he was a young pilot, and uh, they were in a beach bonanza. And they took off from uh, Clear Lake, Mason City, and didn't get very far. The thing that always sort of surprises me a little bit about this story when I when I hear it is... That they were playing in Clear Lake, Iowa, or in Mason in Mason City, Iowa. I mean, they were relatively big at that time, and that's always fascinating to me. Having spent a lot of time in Northwest Iowa, I know it's more North Central Iowa, but having spent a lot of time in Northwest Iowa, this was before uh, the internet. Uh, you know, you didn't have a lot of uh, record players that had quality. So yeah, I mean, they were doing shows virtually every night. Yeah, uh, and then of course uh, Don McLean's song. Mm-hmm. Uh, American Pie, P 
pay tribute to that. You meant the, the, the side of this that a lot of people don't realize is they were scheduled uh, on a charter bus there or their bus to go to Fargo, I believe it was. And the heater broke in that bus. And so that's why they decided to, to fly while the crew went in the unheated bus. And so now anytime someone chooses to fly, instead of have Mark drive them around in a bus, he says, you know, you do remember the day the music died and what happened when they chose the flight. Maybe you ought to think about getting on this bus, huh? That's right. Absolutely. You mentioned uh, record players. I, you know what I bought online yesterday? I bought some vinyl records. Really? Yeah. I, 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 I kind of interested in starting to be one of those guys. It's, it's got a different sound. Uh, yeah, sure. we and we've had a record player for a long time. Because uh, my wife had a bunch of records from sort of like her youth, and they were always were always just laying around, and just got them out and started looking at them. And like, hey, there's some pretty good ones here, um, and and so yeah, I'm I'm I, now I'm I'm bummed because I'm trying to remember and recreate. My dad had a collection. I re- I remember, and I don't know what ever happened to them. They don't they don't exist anymore for some reason or another. But I'm trying to think of some of them and maybe kind of kind of recreate the ones that I remember and and build up a little bit of a library. But yeah, we we put a room, we got one of a room, we got the record player in there, we got piano in there. It's a no screen room. Now, the other rooms in my house as Caleb uh, can attest to, there are some rooms that have 87 screens in them. But the record player room <laughs> There are some that I'm pretty sure are nothing but screens. The, but the record player room is like a time warp books, records, the piano and and so uh you know I'm, I'm very excited about that so i ordered a few yet you know what i got yesterday what'd you get i got elton john tumbleweed connection oh you had to pay a little bit for that one i got a pretty good oh no i was only like i know it might be now the condition of it it may barely play well that, yeah that's the other thing <laughs> but i i was on ebay and etsy and and that was one of them that i got which to get me fired up for elton be careful out there elton you recovering you getting enough sleep need some orange juice can I help you out? Little zinc. There? Little zinc. Vitamin B12. Right? Right? What, uh, whatever you, you do, you take care of you, Elton. Okay? And then you come here and you take care of all of us. So when you're getting these vinyl, is it just you're getting the, the older stuff? Or are you? Are I don't you one want of those, the new stuff? Because, yeah. Because you can, like, you can get new stuff yeah, on no, vinyl. I have no desire to hear. Taylor Swift on vinyl necessarily. That's Not always that I'm, one of the weirdest things when I'm at like Barnes and Noble and you go to that kind of yeah. back area and I was it's like, but, I don't think I'd need this movie soundtrack on vinyl. No, I sort of don't. And and you know I had a bazillion CDs starting in the in the nineties. So there's kind of a cutoff the my level of interest in about you know nineteen ninety. Did you have the original? Now that's what I call music. I don't. I don't think I did. I don't even know what year that came out. Well, no, the ones I got, the compilations I got, were probably before those came out. The ones that I would get when I started doing CDs was they would have Billboard's top tens for a year. They would all uh-huh. be on a CD, and so that it was the '90s, and so I wanted to get the '80s one. So I had the '80, I think '85, which had like Power of Love and can't fight this feeling anymore by ario speedwagon yeah. and and then i got the 86 one i think i had uh man in motion saint elmo's fire i remember was on that one and and so that those are the compilations that i got so no i'm done i'm per, i'm 
really even pre-1985 is where it's going to be. This is kind of a 65 to 85 thing for me. Once the CD started coming out, the processing changed dramatically on on produced music. I mean, vinyls, it's it's more of a pure sound, more like you you would hear in in a concert type setting or you own a record player? Yes. I figured you did. Turntable. Well, yeah. Up in the closet. Yeah. All right. Got any old yeah. records? Yeah, I do. Ooh. Come look Favorite one that I remember from growing up. Something my... about Polka. No. My oh. dad loved the, uh, this one. It was Les Paul and Mary Ford. Oh. Les Paul, the guitarist. Ooh. All right. 625, we'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. And don't forget, we are a half hour away from playing Generation Collaboration for Ticket Thursday. You, uh, We got Nebraska basketball tickets, but if you don't want those, we'll give you Girl Scout cookies. If your generation is the uh, winner. No, you get both. First winner gets both. First gets both, but then it's just Girl Scout cookies after that? Yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. So be listening for that cue to call coming up uh, just before seven ten this morning. You can team up with your uh, with your favorite generations representative here on the morning show. Which, by, by the way, I don't know if he'll be up, but I did just in case there are any Z's. I did text my son and see if he wanted to be on standby to help out any Z's that we have playing today. So you are also eligible. Although if you're under eighteen, you probably have to have their parent win the prize. But you know, nah. we can figure that out. We'll, we'll, let, we'll let the lawyers handle that out, figure that out. So that's uh, that's coming up. We've had a lot of fun with that so far. By the way, your standings as of uh, today, in terms of winning percentage, I guess, Caleb leads with the Millennials at one win, two losses. Uh, I'm in second place, two wins, five losses with the Gen Xers. And Mark and the Boomers still looking for their first victory, 0-4. Oh, Gen Z has not yet participated, but this could be the uh, this could be the first day. We'll see. All right, so look forward to that. Listen for that cue to call. We'd love for you to play if you haven't won in thirty days. Okay, what do we want to start with today? We better start with uh, the uh, Russia uh, situation with Ukraine and the United States now sending more troops, not necessarily directly to that area, but. To, uh, to some places that are more accessible or may, will make that more accessible. Wednesday, President Biden said he will move 3,000 American troops to NATO countries nearby. Russian President Vladimir Putin spoke out against the movement of U.S. troops, calling it unjustified and destructive. And on NATO, he clearly does not believe they're negotiating in good faith. They said one thing and did another thing. As the people say, they played us. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson spoke with President Putin, but they made little headway. It is vital that diplomacy finds a way forward. The US has sent Kiev hundreds of millions of dollars worth of military assistance, but the president says there will be no US troops in Ukraine. In Washington, Lauren Blanchard, Fox News. People say you played us. As the people say, they played us. I mean, I mean, if I'm if I'm uh, Biden's communications director, I'm like, hey, Joe, 
<laughs> you get you, what you, you you know what you, you get to you, say you now. You got you got to come out and you got to say. Uh, I heard a uh, heard old Putin. I don't I don't know what impersonation this is going into. <laughs> but I heard old heard old Putin. God love him. Said uh, heard Siberian Jack said he got played. <laughs> you said Jack said he got played. Well, I got news for you, Vlad. You played yourself. <laughs> Listen here, Vladdy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting real George W. Yeah, I don't Bush know. With that. I haven't really tried a Biden impersonation uh-huh. yet. If Bernie had gotten elected, we would be huge. But uh, I'd probably do Trump better than I could do Biden. <laughs> I'd just say a lot of Jackson, you know, which is my name. And right, yeah. That's a fact, Jack. <laughs> you played yourself. <laughs> hey, uh, well, is there a reason that we're not watching curling right now? Uh, yeah, TV literally screen? the only reason is that I didn't pull it up because the olympics have well basically begun with covid19 cases on the rise in the cloud of human rights abuses by the chinese government looming the winter games get underway with boycotts planned by some athletes and other nations opting for diplomats not to travel to beijing in response to china's human rights record however team usa has sent a contingent of 222 athletes to compete in these winter olympics in a record 109 events this includes likely swan songs on the olympic stage for snowboarding champ sean white and skiing sensation michaela schifrin for those looking to watch the events live bear in mind that beijing is 12 hours ahead of the Eastern time zone. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. And what does that mean? That Caleb and I and all of you who want to in the morning get the primetime viewing during the morning. I sent, uh, I already looked up the schedule for today, Caleb. Uh, we've got curling, but at 7, we got some U.S. women's hockey at oh, 7 yeah. o'clock. Take it on Finland. Yeah, that. I mean, we're they're 20 minutes away from that. I, I, last time before I went to bed, I was, I don't know, you know, I don't know what it is about the Olympics. And here I have been sort of bemoaning what a disaster they're going to be and, and the whole thing that's going along with it. Yet here, there I am last night laying in bed watching Canada versus Switzerland women's hockey until, until in an empty, it looks like a little empty bandbox oh, no. rink. It, it felt, we, I mean, and we're even used to watching sports in in empty arenas but man it felt uh it felt weird but nonetheless yes so we are going with the olympics and so that means opening ceremonies will be happening tomorrow Tomorrow. during our show oh yeah we'll get them live yeah yes absolutely uh all right so this is interesting uh debate after the fact uh, and and research after the fact on whether or not the lockdowns that happened early on in in the covid um concerns you know you're talking your march april 2020 uh whether or not they did what they were supposed to do and whether or not the opportunity cost did not override the value that was provided for it johns hopkins has taken a closer look at this and uh, maybe The results are going to surprise you. One of the most trusted sources of data on COVID-19, Johns Hopkins University, published a study concluding that lockdown policies are ill-founded and should be rejected as a pandemic policy instrument. In the Johns Hopkins report, three leading economists analyzed data from 24 studies and determined travel bans and mandatory school and business closures early in the pandemic reduced COVID deaths by only 0.2%. Federal health officials said they welcome a proposal in the Senate to create a bipartisan task force to investigate the pandemic's origins and the response of the Trump and Biden administrations. 
hey, I'm all I'm all for talking about it to be ready. If knock on wood that this uh, something like this doesn't happen and again, at least in terms of uh, what we were talking about back in 2020. But nonetheless, I think some interesting finding that, you know, the whole thing about the pandemic that. Uh, Again, it, we can have better lowest common denominator discussions and debates about some of these policies. And I found myself that that's absolutely the case. But it's I mean, it is all about. Cost benefit analysis on everything and cost benefit analysis isn't always easy to perform, but it's I mean, if you think of it that way, it's. It's a lot easier, and we can debate what the costs are and how egregious the 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 costs are, and you know what kind of benefits you're losing, and all of those sorts of things. But if you at least look at it that way, I think sometimes it's just a a more productive way to think of uh, to think of the whole thing. Um, if you're someone who is uh, inclined to donate blood, I haven't done that for a long time. I I probably should think about doing that as well. But uh, there is a big, big need right now for blood donations all around the country. The American Red Cross says a critical blood supply shortage is putting hospitals across the country in crisis mode. The nonprofit humanitarian organization is responsible for providing at least 40% of the nation's blood. But now those levels are so low Officials say some hospitals are postponing medical procedures. This is the worst blood shortage in more than a decade. In fact, officials say it'll take months for supplies to return to their normal levels. I'm Kevin Cork, Fox News. All right, there you go. So uh, think about donating blood. Uh, this is interesting. You know, now we've talked a lot about the potential of a ballot initiative on medical marijuana, legislative bills about that. Um, some of the states, though, that have okayed this prior to Nebraska, maybe a little surprising. I don't know what what would be the most surprising state off the top of your head that would okay medical marijuana. If you had to say like three of the top most surprising, that would uh, be there for you. I'm just curious what off the top of your head are, Caleb. Well, who do you think the li- least likely states are to approve medical marijuana? Well, right away, Nebraska. Oh, yeah, beside. <laughs> um, uh, obviously. Idaho, okay. Utah, okay. Montana. This isn't working. Anyway, <laughs> no, we were we were going more in the south. Oh. We're going more more in the south. Um, I feel like the, traditionally the, the south the south is ahead of ahead of those states that I named. On, on you think so? Unlikely. What, what's the? I wonder what the political reason for that is exactly. Because, but by the way, it's Mississippi, and we're going to get to it. But I mean, like stronghold for Republicans, yeah. obviously, as are you know, as are the, the places that you mentioned as well. But what's the political difference between the the a red Mississippi and a red, say, Wyoming uh-huh. uh, or something? That's, a, that's a, I mean, it's obviously a very different demographic. Yeah. yeah. But, Republican Governor Tate Reeves signed legislation to legalize medical marijuana effective immediately, though it could take months for the first marijuana dispensaries to open. The law allows patients with debilitating conditions like cancer and AIDS to buy up to three and a half grams of cannabis per day, up to six days a week. It also sets taxes on sales and production and includes specific conditions for growing plants. Mississippi is the 37th state to legalize cannabis for medical purposes, but this isn't Mississippi's first foray into medical marijuana. Voters in 2020 approved a medical marijuana initiative, but the state Supreme Court invalidated it six months later based on technicalities. Steve Rappaport, Fox News. Uh, by the way, Caleb, uh, Montana and Utah already have some level of 
um, legal. In fact, Montana has legal recreational marijuana. Oh, okay. <laughs> Idaho and Wyoming do not. So if you look at the map, it is the it, it's the Idaho and Wyoming don't have anything. And then you go into the kind of the upper Midwest. Well, Nebraska, Kansas, Iowa, Wisconsin don't have anything. Texas doesn't. And then it's the South. Uh, basically, I should include Indiana in the Midwest, but huh. then it's Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. Look Don't. at my preconceived notions being incorrect. Look at you being wildly inaccurate. <laughs> Everyone knows now I didn't set you up for victory on that game. Though. Nope. Nope. Not did at not. All. <laughs> not at all. Uh, let's see here. Uh, th- this is interesting. Do you remember? Oh, my goodness. Guys, you might have to help me with this. Remember when Chris Beitler was mayor and one of the, leg- I don't know if it was a legislative priority or, or something, they started talking about wa- wanting to, this was probably 10 years ago, about red light cameras, wanting to have red light cameras in Lincoln, and it was not popular, and that just kind of got tabled, I think, and I haven't really heard a lot about it since. Well, it's interesting now because there are, states are going to have an opportunity, not necessarily for red light cameras, but more for speed cameras on highways. The federal government is going to free up some money that states who haven't prohibited this can use them and get some dollars to use them. It's all part of the Transportation Department's new national strategy to try and bring down record road fatalities in recent years. Under new federal guidance issued Wednesday, states can now tap billions of federal highway dollars for roadway safety programs, such as automated traffic enforcement. The administration calls it a broad-based safe system approach that promotes better road design, lower speed limits, and more car safety regulations. Despite claims that it would make roads safer, many communities have opposed speed cameras with residents saying the cameras will be used unnecessarily and excessively as a revenue-generating tool. Eight states already specifically forbid the use of speed cameras. Ted Lindner, Fox News. Those states that have banned speed cameras, Maine, Mississippi, New Hampshire, South Carolina, Texas, and West Virginia, that's both speed and red light. Montana and South Dakota prohibit red light cameras. New Jersey and Wisconsin do not allow speed cameras. Nebraska, it's okay, but the locality is going to be the one essentially who makes the decision on those. It's not something the state does. Is it? For the time being. Because it seems like any time localities want to do something, governor wants to get involved. Uh oh. I don't know if it, what he would do on on speed cam- again. There was a there was a little push from the mayor's office years ago on I think it was red red light cameras. Which, by the way, I um I went to Arizona a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. Man, I was. I was like, I'm totally going to get a ticket here, and yes. I'm not even going to try to. <laughs> I'm not just worried the entire time, but it's crazy how it happens there. You just all of a sudden you got to got to know. Hey, here you are. Here's your ticket. Got to pay this thing, and you were going through a red light or something. The like most this. I know about red light cameras is um, that movie where they steal the Declaration of Independence. National treasure. National treasure, because then they've got the little wood plank, and they, they run a red light and hold that up, and that's how they get the camera of it, or they get the picture of it. Uh, last, but Thank no, you, movies. Uh, actually, i got a couple more than I want. This is gonna, remember how yesterday we were mentioning, hey, it's 2222, which you also have another one of those when it's yeah. February 22nd, but this is the real, not trifecta, what do they call it in horse racing when it's five in a row, quintilia. Uh when not only is it two two twenty two and you have a baby, but guess what time you have them at two twenty two? Nope, twelve fifteen. Oh, okay. No, yeah, cool. it was two twenty two. Hey, hey. This was in Missouri. Mom Jada Jared says it was a relief to hold her newborn Nasir Walker for the first time, and she has a great story to tell about the birth date and time. Here he is. He was born at two twenty two on two 
2022. Jared tells Fox 2 St. Louis she was grateful for the hospital staff who were able to get to work and help her considering there was a snowstorm going on. Because of that snow, Jared's family couldn't be at the hospital with her. As for baby Nasir, he's doing just fine. Rob Dawson, Fox News. Like Fox 2 in St. Lou. <laughs> oh. By the way, uh, uh, at some point, oh man, I'm going to get myself in trouble with this story, but like, do you think at some point do you start thinking about that when you're in there? Does the doctor, does the mother, does anybody start thinking? Hey, she's not thinking about that at all. Yeah, I would. <laughs> here's a here's a story. Um, I know I would have been because I thought about something much less significant when my my son was born. My wife and I had a, a like a contest, like a lot of people do. Uh, you're gonna have a baby. You try and guess what day it's gonna be born, and yeah. that sort of thing. And and I had guessed. Uh, I had guessed December 23rd, and my wife was in the final stages of labor at about 11.45 p.m. on December 22nd. <laughs> and I was like, I kept looking up at the clock. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. <laughs> Almost. Almost. <laughs> now, I didn't do or say anything, just for the record, but I did think about how close I was to. This might be a conversation. It's on so a, rare uh, for me to pat myself on the back when I'm right about something. So we're not going to get into this, but this might be a conversation on a future project. Dads in the delivery room, just being part of that chaos. Oh yeah, <laughs> like what's going through your head? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I could, I could talk on <laughs> that. Last but not least, looking for a new job. Well, the newest list of best jobs of 2022 is out. What should we do? People are quitting their jobs in droves as the pandemic has many Americans reassess the role of work in their lives. And if you're looking for a new gig, Glassdoor has released its annual 50 Best Jobs in America report for 2022. Their research is based on earnings potential, overall job satisfaction rating, and number of job openings. Enterprise Architects tops Glassdoor's list. They're responsible for the entire infrastructure of the company's IT platform and pays $145,000 a year. Coming in second, full Stack engineer, followed by data scientist, DevOps engineer, and strategy manager. Those positions have high job satisfaction scores due to their flexible work arrangements, in addition to offering six-figure salaries. Hillary Barsky, Fox, Fox News. News. Enterprise architect, full stack engineer, whatever that is. Yeah. Data scientist, DevOps engineer, strategy manager, machine learning engineer, data engineer, software engineer, Java developer, product manager are your uh, best ones get to work with those computers kids if you uh if you want to work from home best jobs to work from home database architect salesforce developer solutions engineer machine learning engineer product marketing manager enterprise architect scrum master what is that realtor customer success manager and cloud engineer okay so just Good. interesting stuff there 654 take a break uh here from the capital humane society next on klin <laughs> It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, let's get you set up with some pets, shall we? Always encourage you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society. I'm Matt Machado from the Capital Humane Society. Joins us right now. Morning, Matt. How are you doing today? Good. How about yourself? Good. Uh, excited to hear about what we got for pets here this weekend. I'm always excited to hear the names, too. So what do we have going on today? So first we got Bruno. So Bruno's an approximately eight-year-old dachshund. He's a neutered male, black and tan in color, and he weighs about 18 pounds. Came into the shelter as a lost dog. Unfortunately, nobody came looking for him or claimed him. 
But uh, he's a very friendly dog, very easy to handle. Also, that tail just doesn't stop wagging, so uh, it's always going. Uh, he's a little on the chunky side, so whoever adopts him will need to work with their vet, uh, help him slim down, get his summer bod on, uh, as we hope for warmer we- weather soon. So, good, Bruno. All right, so we else? do talk about Bruno. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Huh? All right, what else do we have going on? We got Yeti. So Yeti's an approximately two-year-old domestic short hair, neutered male, black and white cat. He weighs about 11 pounds. Um, if you're looking for a cool cat, like his name implies, like the cooler, the Yeti cooler, he is, he's your guy. Uh, he's a very active cat, so he's going to love to play. He's definitely going to keep you entertained. He's going to keep you on your toes. Um, he's certainly not going to be one of those house cats that just sleeps in the sun all day. He'll definitely uh, want your attention. Um, and want to play quite often. So those are the two pets that are looking for homes today. Cool, very good. People want to think about making an adoption. Well, how would you encourage them to go about that? Yeah, so still doing the virtual line system. So go to our website, org. On the homepage, you click the link, put in your information, your cell phone number, then you get text message alerts letting you know where you're at in the virtual line, and then when it's your turn to come out to the adoption center, and the virtual line opens at 11 a.m. today. All right, thank you very much. I appreciate it, Matt. Have a good one. You too. Bye. All right. Uh, generation collaboration. Listen for that cue to call Husker tickets, Girl Scout giveaways. We got all of it. Plus, I think I have a Gen Z assistant, a celebrity sort of assistant lined up. Seven o'clock, KLI and Lincoln. Seven ten. It's time for Generation Collaboration, the contest where you team up with the host of your generation and uh, try and get you some prizes this week. Which uh, Husker basketball game is it, by the way? I forgot to mention that. Uh, it's next Wednesday. I think it's Northwestern. No. Oh, that. Uh-oh. That sounds like a potential. No, no, no. Minnesota. Oh, that same thing. Sounds like a potential court storming. Yeah, they're playing Northwestern this weekend. All right. Yeah. So Wednesday night. Wednesday night for the uh, Husker basketball game. So uh, first winner gets gets those, and we're going to throw in some Girl Scout cookies we got a pack of the Thin Mints and the new flavor. Adventureful. Adventureful, which sounds fantastic. Uh, and then uh, and then after that, we only have one pair of basketball tickets, so we'll, we'll still give, give you some cookies. If you you want a cookie, we'll give you one if you uh, if you win. But you got to win. Standings right now, Millennials with Caleb are one and two. Gen X with me are two and five. The Boomers with Mark, zero and four. Gen Z still not yet played. Uh, by the way, I do have a, a uh, on call on call helper for Gen Z. If we get a Gen Z yeah. caller here, a mystery helper here. Okay. Um, so otherwise, so, I can help. Like you can, you can help too. Um, but just well, in, I just can in help case. That. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I want to hear Mark do the Gen Z ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, James is first. Good morning, James. How are you? I'm doing all right, trying to get Caleb another win. Yes. All right. The millennials are Let's trying to go. get to 500. Uh, the millennials are just trying. Yeah. Very Let's trying. See. All right. They've had their avocado toast, right? And they are ready to go this morning mark i believe you have caleb's questions is that correct and uh, let's see that's gen x right okay no that's gen y Jeez. no jack you should have my questions oh my god gee this is very confusing yes i do okay i got your question okay, okay guys five questions okay you get you work together get them all right and then you get to pick an extra point from another generation all right here we go what became a major league sport in the united states in 1996 what became a major league sport in the United States in 1996, sports director? I do think I know that. <laughs> well, James, we would have already had basketball, football, baseball. 
No, baseball started was, major league in 1996. I was going to guess soccer, Caleb. I think, soccer. I think soccer sounds right. All right, let's do that. It's soccer. Yeah, there this, we go. This, one for one. This 2004 buddy comedy sees two friends go on an adventure of a lifetime after smoking marijuana and craving some fast food. <laughs> James, do you know this uh, one? <laughs> I have a guess. Is it Pineapple Express? No, 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 no. This has definitely got to be Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. I'll go with that. Because right. it's the, the fast food part of it. It's correct. <laughs> Uh, in 1991's Beauty and the Beast, wow, that goes back a little far for you guys. Uh, what's the name of the teacup character? Uh, it's Chip because it's chipped on there. Yep. Uh, yep, that's correct. Why do you sound so dejected when I get? I each thought of these? that was too early for you. What tech trend describes consumers favoring internet-based media over traditional subscription broadcasts? What tech trend describes consumers favoring internet-based media over traditional subscription broadcasts? James, isn't that like uh, cutting the cord, like cord cutting? I That's as good as a guess that I could come up with. Yeah, it's cord cutting. <laughs> you could be a little more like this, excited as this I got a on. question. This spooky drama is about survivors of a plane crash. Oh, it's a terrible TV show. Oh, uh, is it Lost? Lost. Caleb? Yes. That's right. Uh, okay. <laughs> what do you want for your extra point? What generation? Well, you, we, you want... James, you, you and I, didn't we do, uh, we did Boomers. Let's do Gen X. Okay, let's do Gen X. Your Gen X question for the prize. The gang solves mysteries on this cartoon. <laughs> the gang solves mysteries on this cartoon. Got to be Scooby Doo, right? Got to be Scooby Doo, yeah. <sighs> Millennials move to two and two. I'm two and zero, oh, by the way. <laughs> there we go. James has both wins for the Millennials. All right, James, hang tight. We're gonna get your information. Caleb has added victory songs for each generation. Now, yes, we have. <laughs> All right, Millennials evened up at five hundred. Back. To the phones, you want to uh, you want to get that prize there, Caleb, and I can uh, talk to Charlie here. James, or? go ahead and just text in your information. All right, there you go. Yep, yep. Oh, look at you talking a millennial code there. <laughs> <laughs> just just send a TikTok and and uh, you know. Uh, all right, Charlie's next morning. Charlie, morning, Jack. How what are you? what generation are you? Uh, boomer. Oh no, oh, let's go. That's me. that's that's Caleb. That's me. Um, let's go with this card. <clears throat> All right. For their first win, by the way. Would you yeah. just never mind? On just, this is people need to know the score frequently. No, That's they a don't. First rule of broadcasting. Uh, number one, this the television series Route 66 follows two young men traversing the U.S. in what iconic vehicle? Oh, wasn't that a 57 Chevy? It's either that or. Uh... Uh, Corvette. Yeah, I I think you might be right on that one. Do you guys want to go with Corvette? Martin Milner was uh, one of the the stars of that show. Give the answer. Corvette. Yeah, <laughs> you get a team up with both boomers, evidently. <laughs> Corvette. Jeez. Lofgren shot out of the traffic office like a <laughs> rocket. 
All right. Keep, keep up the good work, Chris. Um, although untrue, a popular urban legend spread that this singer died by choking on a ham sandwich. Oh, Mama Cass Elliot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Yeah. We talked about that on Request Line Friday a few month, uh, month or so ago. Uh, this game came with a spinner and a board the size of a rug. Oh, yeah. Oh, a twister. Has to be. Yeah. Uh, but that's... Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Twister is right. Who said the famous quote, that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind? First man on the moon. Is that Neil Armstrong? Yep. That's Neil Armstrong. Uh, this horse won the Triple Crown in 1973. Jeez. Oh. Secretariat? Or is it? Secretariat. had to be. It's Secretariat. Yeah. There you go. What what generation do you guys want to go f- for your first win on? Oh, wow. This is pressure. What do you think, Mark? Uh, I'm, I could go with Gen X, I guess. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Wow. Folks, just to set the scene here, the boomers are looking for their first win in the history of Generation Collect. This is drama. The people are glued to their radios. They may have just tuned in. I'm I'm nervous. Gen X question for the first win. This horror movie has the tagline, they're here. Ah, Poltergeist. Is it Poltergeist? That is correct. Way to go, Charlie. <laughs> Super. Wow. And Charlie hooks himself up with some Girl Scout cookies for the prize. Charlie, nice job. Congratulations. You now have this in your history. You can brag at cocktail parties. You got the first win for the Boomers on Generation Collaboration. Congratulations. Oh, I got a question. What's that? Well, do I get a mix of uh, Thin Mints and whatever else that... Yeah, you get two boxes. Yeah. It's not a mint. We're giving you two boxes. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. You are a lucky man. (laughs) A while to come down. (laughs) Hang tight. We'll get your info. Thanks, Charlie. (laughs) Do I get a mix? Yeah, yeah, we just got a pile of cookies in the back. We'll just put them in one of Debbie's Ziploc bags and (laughs) write your name on it. It'll be sitting at the front desk. Oh, Uh, All right. Two for two. Boomers moved to one and four. I'm at two and five with Gen X. I don't you may be ahead of me in the percentage standings here pretty soon. All right. Why not? Back to phone. We we earned it. Chris is next. We have more. By the way, we still plan for Girl Scout cookies now. So just so people know. But it's really for pride. It's for pride and bragging rights. Morning, Chris. How are you? Morning, Jack. Good. What generation do you identify as? I'm a very early Gen Xer. Okay. Great. Because I'm a late Gen Xer. Oh, we're going to crush this. We are going to crush this. Mark, I believe you have our. uh, Mark, I believe you have our questions. Yes. All right. Mm Um, the commercials for this popular drink involve its mascot breaking through a wall and <laughs> shouting his famous, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Kool-Aid. Definitely Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nebraskans have to know that one. You could make this action figure four feet long. That's probably Stretch Armstrong, right? Stretch Armstrong. Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. Who was the lead singer of the Cars? 
uh, Rick, Rick O'Casey. Yep, Rick O'Casey. Nice job. <laughs> Bang, Chris. Let's go. Yeah. Famous for his feuding with Hulk Hogan, this wrestling star's large size, the result of gigantism caused by excess growth hormone. That's Andre the Giant, Andre right? The yep. Giant. Andre the Giant. I actually met him in St. Paul, oh Minnesota years ago. He had to be, I've seen Shook pictures. hands with him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That's four yeses. Caleb, put a little hex on him over there. Okay, number five. Which actor stars as John Winger in 1981's Stripes? Bill Murray. Let's go. Bill Murray. All right. Where do we want to go for the extra point? You want to go up or down in generation here, uh, Chris? Oh, gosh. I heard the two uh, early ones, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I know those. I think I'm going to put the pressure on you, Jack. Oh, that's fine. The millennial ones are like participation trophies. They're so easy, so that's fine. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Millennial? Yeah, millennial. Oh, I, I he I was carried by Chris on that one, so I need to. Oh, I think I, I think this one's. I think this ends it right just, here. Just, oh, just good. ask it, Mark. Jeez. She became a teen idol in the early two thousands after starring in the hit show Lizzie McGuire. Uh, that's Hillary Duff. Uh, it, right? Is it? You, uh, does that I sound? thought that was uh, Lindsay Lohan. No, I think I think I think it's Hillary Duff. Oh, we got okay. We'll go with Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. I love throwing the bones in here when X's win. We did it, Chris. We're eating cookies. Well, I look forward to seeing you guys up in Lincoln when I finally make the trip. I haven't been to Lincoln for a while. Beautiful. Well, good. Yeah, call us when... This Chris and Olathe. Yeah, yeah. Call us when you're in town, Chris. All right? I will. I'll be there for the state basketball tournament all week long. Stop by the studio. We'll have you and want to meet you in person, all right? All right, sounds and, good. I'll and do give it. him his cookies. And we'll, we'll get him I'll, his cookies. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, Chris. <laughs> uh, I got. We don't have any callers left. What, is this all? It's going to be just a clean sweep. Just a clean sweep. Did the game get what? What happened with this game? We all had losing records coming into today. And then a win for the Boomers, a win for the X, and a uh, win for the Millennials. At this point, intelligent audience, it's got to be it. Mike, Mike and Ralston says <laughs> this is hilarious. See this text from Mike and Ralston. He just says word on the street, and he's referring. Uh, oh, by the way, Pearl. Yes, that's my victory. The song. word on the street is this is the easiest game in Lincoln. <laughs> I'm finding it very difficult not to agree with that anymore. <laughs> I love that clip so much. I love that clip so much. All right, we'll call it a wrap there on uh, on Generation Collaboration. Standings right now. Millennials in first place, right at 500 at 2-2. Two and two. There we go. Gen X getting close to that 500 line at 3 in line. And the Boomers, on first the board. place in our hearts, but they do have a victory now. 1-4, and four, Gen Z still yet to play the game. Gotta expand that audience. Gotta expand that audience. All right, 724, we'll take a break. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Get today's top news on IN. All right, let's get it started with... Number five. Nebraska voters could get the chance to vote out their governor or a legislator prior to the end of their term if a bill discussed at the Capitol yesterday becomes law. 
Senator Tom Breezy's bill would amend the Constitution to allow a recall petition. It's currently not permitted under state law. Several other states, though, have enacted measures. You can may recall California's recall of Gavin Newsom last recall, year. Recall, recall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. Recall. Could we have rules that are less confusing than theirs if we do this? We remember following that story. It was like, oh, so because then you have Larry Elder, but you have vote. You could either vote for other people or the existing governor. You remember that? It was yeah, just it was a, it was, it was a mess. It, it, uh, yeah, it I, felt like well, know. California's done it, and they did it with Gray Davis back in I want to say like two thousand two thousand three. Wasn't he the guy who who followed Schwarzenegger? Well, I think that's right. If there were only a way we could find these things out, Mark, without traveling to California and asking around. Former Governor Gray Davis. Hmm. They actually successfully recalled. And I think North Dakota has also um, recalled a, a governor successfully. So some states have this, as you said, uh, but Nebraska doesn't yet. I'm just telling you what. The, the Nebraska voter through the petition process has we've gained a lot of power. We've gained a lot of legislative power right now. Now, to be to be honest and fair, this is already a power. You've already got the power to elect these governors and, and legislators, and so it doesn't necessarily add something new to it. The question here, here's the other thing. Here's the, the the thing that I would want to be sure of if you did. It's not necessarily I have a problem with it, but make sure the requirements to actually get it on the ballot are somewhat steep. You know what I mean? Because in this day and age, and this can go, it's, you know, for the time being, it'll probably be a Republican governor for a while, but this would go in any direction. People can find any any reason to recall people right now. And I'm not saying there aren't ever justifications for it, but let's not go through this every four years. I guess that's what that's what I was saying. Because there's always, a, or there's, yeah. every governor is going to have Every governor is going to have a significant group of people saying they shouldn't be in office anymore. That's just what, that's what politics is right now. By the way, a bit, a bit of a, a history lesson, and i got to give a shout-out to uh, Martha Stoddard from the Omaha World-Herald uh, had this in, in her story about this. Did, did you realize this, that the, uh, that the, first, uh, the first governor... In Nebraska, was um, actually removed from office, was impeached, convicted, and removed from office for mishandling about seventeen grand in federal school funds in eighteen seventy one. Yeah, I do remember that now. <laughs> I now bet that you I think, do. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was on your my, like, your fortieth birthday party, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was covering part of it. So. <laughs> All right, moving on. What else do we have going on this morning? Number four. Lincoln Lancaster County Health Director Pat Lopez had some good news yesterday in the fight against COVID-19. Quote, in the last two weeks, cases have dropped about 40%. We've reached our peak and cases are coming down. End quote. Let's go. Despite that, hospitalizations remain high and the risk dial remains in red for the fifth week. Weekly number of new local cases dropped from 4963 for the week ending January 15th to 3042 for the week ending January 29th. Positivity rate down from nearly 31 to 25 percent so she uh, is saying even though uh, the cases may have peaked doesn't mean the threat Let's, is over of course directed yeah. health we measure we know directed health measure still in effect right. february 11th is the oh is that what i was wondering when that runs out yep. i 
I still think it one more. I still think one more after that. But let's all get through February, okay? Let's get February through February. Stay healthy. And let's get into March. The bell curve data from everywhere has been incredibly similar. This isn't really a bell curve. This one's an inverted V. That's probably a better way to call it. Yeah, that's true. It's a more of a parabola type situation. And Can you say that on the radio? Yeah, you can. Okay. You can. But well, that's the timeline we're looking at, Mark. Let's get to March. Let's get through February. Um, let's get through get this to week. Spring. Let's get through this week. So let's get through today. And then after today, we got good weather for the foreseeable future. After that, again, moving on. Number three. Oh, but real quick, by the way, as as much as I've uh, patted myself on the back about not being a, a weather complainer this year and being optimistic about it. Uh, yesterday was I was not I would typical February's no big deal I was not ready for that yesterday this morning hit me Jeez. that wind this morning it's like wow I forgot this is what it's like this time of year which normally. by the way a reminder I've heard uh, now on the scanner a couple of vehicles left out running no longer in the driveway uh, but not with the rightful driver oh man nope. don't be careful out there. Yeah, make sure you, uh, yeah, don't leave that car running in a place people can get in it. All right, moving on. Number three. Jim Harbaugh staying at Michigan after all. He's ended his uh, dalliance with the return to the NFL. Uh, he did the interview with the Vikings, but uh, rumor has it he wasn't even offered the job. Vikings now targeted Los Angeles Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell. Um, person who spoke about Harbaugh did it on condition of anonymity. Because the process was not public. Sources. Huh. So, he, every, the, all of the momentum after the season was over from people who are know Michigan football well is that they thought there was a good chance Harbaugh would bolt for the NFL. Uh-huh. I still think that that's the, that's the path he's on going forward. It's just how far can you take Michigan until you get to there? Yeah, I mean, and, and it feels like last year was a like short term ceiling. Yeah, for them. Obviously, you have Ohio State in the division. Uh, that's going to be an issue. Obviously, you got they've, they've got a decent recruiting class. But he went and had this interview on National Signing Day, which is so weird. Um, not as weird as Brian Kelly dancing with that one recruit who ended up committing to Alabama. Anyway, it's hilarious. That was weird. Um, By the way, it was just weird at General's National Signing Day yesterday. It's like, oh, yeah, forgot about that. Right. It's Oh, there are guys still making decisions, which Nebraska picked up two more four stars. Yeah, let's go. um, Flipped them from Georgia Tech and TCU. So so you had some good news come in yesterday for the Huskers. Frost talked a little bit, said it is going to be a true competition for quarterback. Um, By the way, it means it's going to be a true competition um, for backup quarterback Casey Thompson's going to get it is the that that's the odds on favorite listen he said that's not true Caleb he said it's a true competition yeah well it's been a true competition for four years so <laughs> we'll see we will, uh, we'll, I'm just glad I'm just glad there's some depth in the, uh, in yes. the old quarterback room yes I'm excited for spring football I am at listen if you would have told me on Black Friday after that loss to Iowa I was kind of down in the dumps and like hey Jack don't worry it'll take It'll take two months, and you're going to be completely drinking the Kool-Aid again. I'm like, really? I don't even... Really? I will two months? Really, you will. And here I am, two months and change later, 
and I am ready for spring football. I am more excited for spring football than I've been in a, That's right. in a long time. With, with those of you that aren't uh, watching the, uh, the the video cam, which we don't have turned on, Jack busted through the studio door this morning and goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like one of the questions that got Boomers, one of their first wins, their only win in Generation Collaboration. So, full circle. Number two. Uh, put down your salad fork. Okay. Maybe. Oh. The dressing we are, may uh, have on it could be contaminated and a potentially unsafe allergen. FDA issued a recall for Wishbone, Thousand Island, and Chunky Blue Cheese salad dressings. They contain eggs but aren't listed on the ingredients. Uh, so anybody with an egg allergy oh, could suffer a serious or life-threatening allergic reaction. The agency advising anyone with either flavor, throw it away. No other flavors of Wishbone are included for the FDA, just Thousand I, Island and I assumed, Blue Cheese. I, I guess I assumed that salad dressing has eggs in it. Like, that's like the key. I was assumed that plus oil is basically like the key ingredient for this thing, for these things, no matter what. All right, I'll... But it's they're they're not bad other than that they have eggs that aren't listed in the ingredients. Right. It's a it's a failure in the ingredients more so than it is a failure in the actual process of making it. Well, if if you're allergic to eggs, it's considered a t- contaminated. Of, of course, yeah. yeah. So. And we know about allergies at our house. But uh, yeah. does anybody get Thousand Island dressing anymore? Oh, absolutely. Do they? I. Uh, it oh, yeah. seemed like everyone Thousand Island was Thousand Island the ranch of the eighties. Yep. And my mother taught me, tried it, and I, I liked it too. You'd have a Thousand Island and a little bit of Western, you know, the Western dressing, mm-hmm. the sweeter French. Yeah. Just kind of mix that. That's kind of what, you know, that's kind of a Dorothy Lynch. Like, nobody gets Thousand Island. Yeah, that is kind of like what that would be. That Nobody really gets Thousand Island, it feels like, in favor of ranch anymore. But yet, you've got all these sauces that restaurants have that are sort of cousins of Thousand Island. To some degree, like Cane's sauce and Freddy's sauce, and I know those are both basically like ketchup and and mayo for the most part. But yeah, yeah kind of what uh, sort of what Thousand Island is I'm, to some degree. No, nah, not really. Okay. That's good. Right. Thousand Island is really good. They had really, a, really good. Uh, Archie's Wayside in Lamar's Iowa, best homemade Thousand Island I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Muggle Jerry says Thousand Island on a Reuben is the only reason for being. Also, isn't McDonald's special sauce on a Big Mac that they claim is a secret? Isn't that just South Thousand Island? Uh, it's very Two close. Two all-beef patty special sauce, lettuce, lettuce cheese, cheese, pickles, pickles onions, onions on a sesame, sesame seed bun. bun. That's Thousand Island, I think. I haven't had a, one of those in I haven't years. Either. I haven't either. I used to hammer them when I was, when I was in uh, high school. We had Opus Campus over at East, and we would have a rotation. Five days, five different restaurants. Two ninety nine was the lunch. So you brought three dollars and eighteen cents cash every day yep. with the with the tax, and you got that Big Mac meal from uh, McDonald's was the go to. We went. We had a rotation between uh, McDonald's, Greg's Drive In, Val's to Go at Meadow Lane, uh, Amigos, and Runza. And that two ninety nine deal at each one of them, the Big Mac deal. I don't know how I did that though. I would hammer a Big Mac value meal, and then I would go to football practice like two hours later. Now, that'd be a two-hour nap for me <laughs> if I do that. Number one. Friday night turned out to be kind of a melee in Pennsylvania, uh, and it wasn't in a ring. It was in a golden corral. Police trying to figure out how it started. Former employee says uh, he was told the fight may have happened after a customer became enraged 
when the buffet ran out of steak, another TV station said, no, it's somebody cut in line for the steak. This happened in Ben Maybe Salem. It was both. The brawl involved 40 or so people. Jeez. Oh, Officers still looking into what happened. A former employee, Dylan Becker, said, and I'm going to quote this, I've never seen nothing like that in Golden Corral before. End quote. <laughs> By the way, it's hilarious that the local TV station, their best source on this was a former employee. <laughs> well, he identified himself. I mean, the employee would have had to be speaking I, on condition I of I suppose anonymity. that the uh, corporate didn't want to. Not the Pennsylvania. Listen, Pennsylvania, you need to come to Nebraska, okay? You know what? If we were really going to take advantage of this for a PR thing, we would fly all of those people who are eating buffet golden corral steak in we would fly them in uh nebraska would fly them in and give them some nebraska rays uh get them get them all nice t-bone maybe some uh shout out havikin farms you know something like that that'd be amazing nothing better than think about it bone in prime ribeye Golden Corral buffet steak you're brawling over. That reminds me. I prefer my uh, my milk from Haviken. Oh, yeah. Great dairy farmers. <laughs> um, the, uh, the closest thing I've seen like that into Lincoln, and this isn't a joke. Remember the place that's the Panera now on O Street across from Gateway? Right. That used to be a Chinese buffet. It was called... There are always a lot of adjectives in these Chinese buffets. I think it was called Great China Super Buffet, I believe. GCSB, we called it. We went there in law school all the time. Again, another thing, how I didn't take a nap after I ate there for lunch, I don't know. But they used to put crab legs on their buffet. Crab legs aren't super cheap, you know, <laughs> normally. And one time, they they didn't have them for a long time, and I saw a guy just get absolutely irate and left the building because there were no crab legs there. No 40-person brawl. There's also, a, there's also a Chinese buffet up here at 84th and O, where I think where the Parkers is. This is during law school again. They used to, I kid you not, they used to just put like Totino's frozen pizzas in the oven, <laughs> bake them, and put them on the buffet. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> 7.55, we'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. KLIN. I feel like I can say this without having to issue a spoiler alert because there's a very low chance you're DVRing the entire U.S. versus Finland women's hockey game to watch it with your family tonight. But uh, U.S. Uh, scored again up 3-0 to zero against the Finns in the second period. So America already looking great at the Olympics. Yeah. Robin and Dave are sort of doing a... Well, they came, in like with, a, they came in with the face pain and the matching yeah. jumpsuits. And, Robin had a live eagle on her shoulder. I thought that was a bit, bit much. Yeah, we, we made her leave that in the newsroom. <laughs> Mark's tending to it. <laughs> Good morning, Robin and Dave. Welcome to the hockey zone this morning. Hey, hold on, let me get that feather off. There we go. I I have a winter coat that sheds like a dog. I mean, the thing is warm, but well, to get that thing out the last two days. I, I know. I was just talking about this. You know, I've been praising the weather so much, but the one thing that has made me is a giant wuss because yesterday I was like, yes, like wow. This is what entire winters are like? How did I do this well, last year? How did year? we do this before? How did I do this literally one year ago? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but my uh, my mental space is in a lot better place because, which, by the way, this is called cross-promotion. Uh, coming up in 20 minutes, Dr. Ken Dewey joins us to, oh, tell, yeah. us, to tell us, is uh, 
Is does, it really? Is does, it really maybe over? Does he have what a good groundhog report coming? Is that, that he the may, hope? He may have that, but I mean, I think it's not. I don't think this time it's an unreasonable question for me to ask him when you look at next week's forecast. 53, it was starting Saturday, 53, 42, 47, 58, 52, 52. Are we, are we done? This Could is, we be done? This is the kindness we deserve yes. after last year. Thank you. Bingo. Thank you. All right. Let's talk about uh, the stuff you guys talk about. Robin Eshelman, Eshelman Commercial Real Estate, Dave Albers, Albers Co., the Grow Lincoln team, reporting on economic development, business news, openings, closings, movings, answering your questions as well. What's that new building going up in your neighborhood? They probably know. Let us start, Robin. We've got an open location. You've probably seen it under construction by South Point. And uh, you may be able to take advantage of a freebie here today. Tell us about that. Wendy's is now open across from South Point and giving away Frosties, first responders, also eat free. And I got really hung up when I was getting ready to send this over to you guys. Is Frosties plural? Do you just simply add an S in a form for a formal word like that? Or do you change it to an IES? That's actually a legit good question. My first gut reaction was T I E S, but I'm looking at it now. I actually had to look up look it up as a menu item and they you know, they always spell it with a Y. But if it's a pronoun what? Like that. Is there an English teacher? Well, listening? I think Wendy's decides, right? I think they do. Yeah. Is is Frosty's, do you just add an S? Well, what if you have like multiple people named uh, like Davey? Well, I, I think what they're doing is, yeah, right, that'd be along the same line. But I think they're looking at it the same way you look at surnames. Like my last name is Henry. And if we say Merry Christmas from the Henrys. It's just YS. We know for sure you don't put an apostrophe. No, nope, yes. that do not. we know. Do that we know. Thank you. But we are not the H E N R I E S. But, if, but oh. if there are lots of Henrys, We're, you don't do an I E S. Nope. Nope. It's just YS. So I think we've got a whole scat of Henrys throwing track equipment around the room. Yeah, not in- not not actual discs or anything, just equipment. Tra- We've got hurdles. Listen, I'm not an Olympian. I don't know what you do. Starting blocks. I don't know what you do in that world. I was just trying to relate. My goodness. By the way, my favorite on the apostrophe thing is the people who buy like the engraved stones for in front of their house, and then it it says like. The Eshleman apostrophe yes. I know. I'm like, I'm like, it's man, like, you no, probably spent a lot of money no, on that. No, now it's permanent. But if they were really sparked in mind to see to respond to me, they would say, "Well, Jack, you just don't understand it. What we're saying is, we own everything that this is. <laughs> yeah. So this, everything near this is the Eshleman. You, you, I guess, could <laughs> rationalize that, couldn't you? Yeah, you could. Now, now, I do want to just remind people the the Grow Lincoln friends of new restaurant openings don't go to these restaurants when they're brand new when you are in a hurry don't do that and yeah, if, they, they if, need a little time to work things uh, out and if they run out of frosties or run out of free meals for first responders you know, don't don't lose your mind don't assault the call, first person in line in front of you don't call another first responder to come help you no, just move <laughs> on with that your, would be a second responder 
there are other choices. Your life will not be materially damaged uh. if Wendy's is struggling a little bit the first few days. Uh, important question. Does the new Wendy's have the uh, oldie time newspaper print covering their tables? <laughs> Those were cool. Those were so cool. I'm, I'm eating my uh, I'm I'm eating my baconator uh, and having my frosty or whatever they had then, and just reading some oldie time headlines. Uh, yeah, it was a guy on a tri- like a trike with a huge wheel on the front and stuff. It was amazing. Oh, okay. reading about the the World's Fair coming to Montreal this year. It was more special than Burger King tables. Yeah, it was. All right, Aaron. Question from Aaron for Dave: What is being built on the northwest corner of Northwest 48th and West Holdridge Street, straight north of the new high school? The home of the Falcons. Well, uh, we show that at 1520 Northwest 50th Street that there's been a, a dollar tree going up there. There was a building permit for $488,000 for that. And then our uh, Lee Peters supplied some photos that are on our Facebook page. All right. Dollar tree coming out there for those future Lincoln Northwest Falcons to get some uh, cheap goods. There you go. Uh, all right, Robin, an opening at uh, South South Fifteenth Street. This is wow. This, this is, is way south. This is one this of is these barely things. in city limits. We actually announced this a long time ago, but as everyone knows, construction is taking you know twice as long as it used to take before the pandemic. So everybody's like forgotten that this was going to come to this location. But five blocks south of Fourteenth and Pine Lake. Um, so Hickman. <laughs> on your on your way to Yankee Hill Road, yeah. So it's kind of in between there, um, and it's it's kind of set back from the street a little bit on the first floor of an apartment complex. There is a new um, new day coffee plus smoothies, and it's a drive through. Just opened very recently. Um, this is the same people that the the same family that bought the new vibe business and changed that name over at 70th and pioneers. Yep. And then they've got locations at 55th and old Cheney. And they also have one in Hickman. Oh, they, they have, have one. one I was, I was going to so say now they have Hickman North Hickman South, you know, they, have a, we have a Hickman actually, that's connection. probably closer to Roca, isn't it? Well, you know, you know what I mean? They have yeah. Southern Lancaster. County tied up. I haven't heard, I don't recall hearing many of these situations from you guys where it's a retail in an apartment building. Well, it's on the first floor and and it's on the correct side so that you can drive through. Right. I know. uh, Yeah. And I get that. This is is new, but the building itself is kind of on a busier street. So, because many times the apartment buildings are, are off. The main thread. Right. I was just saying, is this something that is happening other places that I'm just not thinking it's of? It's kind of like the Crave building. Okay, that's yeah. that was like the only other one that I had. University in my head. place. Yeah. I mean, we we haven't seen I guess a, in downtown areas you would have that a lot. We too. haven't seen a whole lot of examples where they started doing this and then it actually turned out this way. Okay. Yeah. That's we, we, we see multiple times that the city wants them to have commercial on the first floor and then residential above, mm-hmm. and it hasn't always worked out they, the best They the never commercial. have trouble filling the apartments. But obviously. I'll tell you what, man, if I back if if I were in an apartment again and had a uh, a coffee, coffee shop or a place like that, first like floor? would you never even have to go outside? Oh, no. wouldn't that Ooh. be awesome? Be a, be spent, they, they should just build in a package as part of your rent. <laughs> to be honest, like <laughs> yeah. uh, like a subscription type thing. Uh, that's an awesome 
amenity. All right, news in our area here, and uh, this is for uh, Dave here. Broadcast House, near Broadcast House, I should yeah. say, at 48th and L Street, so uh, right you're near this area. We've got a big project coming. Tabitha is uh, creating a project, intergenerational community, $25 million project, 150,000 square feet, 128 apartments for independent seniors, and then also for a little student stu- stuff going on with uh, Bryan College of Health. So they're expanding, yeah, yeah, yeah. That just what, the, you, and you can see the work going on there, oh, yeah. but that's a, it's a great idea. Um, that's an yeah. interesting way to mix it up, to put well, the nursing students in with the elderly. That, that is interesting, and, ju- and then just have the different levels of care there, and I know they're not the first people to ever do that, No, I've got a father-in-law who does maintenance at a place like that, where they go all the way from... All the way to the top, the the, the 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 you know most attentive care, all the way down to complete independent houses, essentially. So, well, uh, and one community. would assume that the the uh, nursing students are going to get more practical knowledge. Yeah, in, yeah. In this type of environment, that's cool. That's that's yeah, uh, nice. good. TAP is a great great organization. Uh, all right, city. Uh, that was uh, the city council news, and then uh, moving on, sixty sixth and Arbor Road. Remember the whole thing about oh. Camping World? I mean, months and months and months ago, they yeah. announced that up near the interstate, like somewhere up there, Camping World is coming. That is sixty sixth and Arbor Road. Yep. So south of the interstate, it, it would be just too. That's a weird spot. I'm trying to. No, even, you can't even get off the interstate. If you, if you there. see the interstate, if you're on the interstate and you see where Peterbilt truck uh-huh. is, this would be just to the east of that. To get to it, you'd have to get off on you get Highway off, 77 to right, get to it. And then it. you go up Arbor Road. And then you would turn east and. Okay. You know, until you got to 66, it'd be about 10 blocks yeah. east of once you pulled off of. How, uh, how big are their store? I don't can't say I've ever been to a camping world. How big are their stores? Oh, Do we I'm know? trying to remember, I mean, but that this, was pretty substantial. Are these like there? Like uh, you know, like Cabela's Bass Pro Shop type size or smaller than that? I'd have to look I, I, it up. I'd have to look it up. But it was but, but pretty my, substantial. But my guess is it is probably close to hundred. It, it's probably between fifty and hundred thousand. Which, for context, feet. that would be like that's a, like a small Walmart. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, about half a Walmart. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then there's a, isn't there like a lumber dealer or something that's building a huge, you know. Yeah, and, and that's another thing that's Out there, through. and this is perfect timing because everybody's, you know, trying to build a house. And Oh, that reminds me. I'm glad you, glad you said that, Robin. I was uh, fixing, and I still haven't been successful trying to fix some um, things in my daughter's closet. <clears throat> the thing that holds a pole, and we, the, old, cause the old one came down, and it had been up there. person who had the house before us did. And I took the little bracket that holds the pole up in the closet, still had a price tag on it, from Payless Cashways. Ooh. Hey, less really? Cash and it brought me back to the days of go my my dad was always doing projects and we go to Payless and Sutherlands oh, was yeah. the other one. Yeah. Man, I hated going to those places when I was a kid. Really? That's just boring. No, they're fun. Look at me. I, well, they're a little more fun for me now, but as a <laughs> as a ten year old, they weren't the most exciting thing in so the world. So here's my question. Was the bracket metal or plastic? It was metal. And it broke? Uh, it bent it, it. Yeah, it. I don't know what. I hate these projects so much. 
I like when the Wi-Fi doesn't work. That I can fix. Okay, <laughs> the closet situation. Uh, this is this for most people is a fifteen-minute project. We're going on a week and a half for me. I, I'm the kind of person I I have to go to a small place like Ace and just confess that I am a yeah, total idiot. They, that wouldn't even help. You are going to have to hold me by the hand and tell me. I mean, I bring pictures in. Yeah, I got a lot of holes in the wall up there. So anyway, all right, very good. Uh, you guys are uh, preempted by. Husker basketball, so uh, we will talk to you next Thursday, all right? Yep. There you go. Questions for Robin or Dave? Go to the Gore Lincoln Facebook Twitter page. You see a new building going up. You wonder what it is? Uh, probably have an answer. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. 825 KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. Be Foster. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it is time for our monthly check-in with Dr. Ken Dewey, our weather and climate guru for over a decade here on LNK Today with Jack and Friends. Dr. Dewey, happy February. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. It's cold outside. Oh, I know, right? We are not... What I learned yesterday, I was just saying this on the air, what I learned yesterday is the one downside to the winter that we've had. It has uh, wussified me quite significantly when it comes to cold weather. And yeah. uh, I did not, yeah, yesterday I was like, nope, wow, I was. I forgot what this was like. I know. Hey, Jack, it's always good to see where it's miserable compared to here. And the current temperature in Minneapolis is minus 13, but that's pretty warm. Um, it's minus 33 in three locations in northern Minnesota and minus 25 um, in North Dakota. But that's the air temperature. Jeez. The wind chill in North Dakota is minus 42. And in Minnesota is minus 45 to minus 50. So the wind chill here is about minus 15, minus 20. But that's not bad. Well, it's bad, but it could be worse. <laughs> yeah. it, that that brings me to a to a, a, a question that I've had is, and we're going to get into more detail about what's happened locally, but a more large scale question: Is this happening everywhere in the in in our region in the Upper Midwest, or is it particularly peculiar to our smaller local area? What's happened this winter is the cold air has been trapped in Canada. And I watch the Canadian news every day on CBC, the Canada Broadcast Corporation, and they are having a miserably cold winter across their country. This is typical of this kind of a weather pattern where the cold air is trapped up there. It comes down into Minnesota, North Dakota quite easily. And when it comes down to here, it only stays a couple days. If you look back over our winter all the way back to November, we've had these blasts of cold air. But then two days, three days later, it's back above freezing again. And we're teasing a little bit in, you know, 50s and 60s next week again. But that's not the way it's been up north. North Dakota, northern Minnesota, and places like that there, they've been trapped in the cold air. You know, we're not going to repeat February 2021. Good. Good. 31 degrees below zero with two feet of snow on the ground. I remember, Dr. Dewey. (laughs) 
But the good news was last year it didn't snow again after February 21. So, you know, we're, we're going into this month of February with this pattern where the cold air trapped to the north comes down here and then it quickly scoots out of the area. And the timing was bad for the south. This cold air plunged all the way down into Texas. And then Texas is having a snowstorm. And the storm down there is going to grab Gulf moisture and, and lay down a path of snow all the way up through Ohio into New England. But it's bypassed us. Yeah, um, man, it's it's just been it's been a a crazy winter. So I did, it was the weirdest Groundhog Day ever because normally, Doctor Dewey, I'm sort of like looking for any kind of a reassurance, even if it's got to do with the you know the uh, mythology around Groundhog Day. This year, I barely cared. I was like, hey, I think we already know what's happening this year. So I, it was not a big holiday for me yesterday. I, I always enjoyed Groundhog Day when I was teaching at the university, and I would write Groundhog Day on the screen, and then I would put B period, S period. And a student would inevitably say, can you use that phrase in the class? And I said, sure, I'll spell it out for you. Bad science. <laughs> so there is no science to mythology, although sometimes there is. But in this case, I, I pushed out on social media that, uh, the National Weather Service has gone back and they've done Punxsutawney Phil for ages. And they've gone back and looked at 100 years of data. And Punxsutawney Phil is accurate less than chance. And in fact, they've documented times where Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow with the snow coming down, rain coming down, and didn't see his shadow with a bright, sunny morning. So it's just it's just for fun. Don't take it seriously. Um, I'm glad I don't get the phone calls I used to get at the office. Now, your forecast seems to be different than than the groundhog why is that and i said well because i use science but you know otherwise okay so it's, good for, it's good for a laugh so let's let's take a look back at the uh, the January that was. Uh, it it feels like it was really really out of the norm. Was it actually that far out of the norm? Well, it's funny. I went down to the university a couple days ago and ran into some of my colleagues. I was picking up some mail and all that, and they all said, "Man, isn't this a, an incredible January? Is it really really warm?" And I paused and I said, "Well." I could just say, have a good day and, and talk about the Huskers or something. But then being the professor that I am, I said, well, actually, it's a colder than normal January. And every single person to me said, I think you better go look at the data. <laughs> the problem was, without snow, it seems warmer. But if we look at the high temperatures for the month, um, they were above normal. So when we're awake and wandering around during the day, yeah, it's been it was a warm January. But at night, with the dry air and no clouds, we had some really cold temperatures. For the month, it was our first month below normal since July. How much below normal? A teeny tiny. And that's a very scientific term we use, teeny tiny amount, point one degree below normal. But the month was not warmer than normal. It just seemed that way because the daytime temperatures were warmer than normal. And we thought, boy, is that unusual getting these 60 degree temperatures in January? And it kind of was. And the lack of snow cover and the ample sunshine we had made it seem like it was more like spring than it did the middle of winter. Yeah, it was uh, it, it, it was uh, something, and still haven't got my snowblower fixed. I'm starting to think that maybe I'm just not going to need to this year. We are, as you mentioned, right now, of course, in kind of a, a two-day period, it looks like, where we're dropping back down. I had a little wind yesterday. The wind's letting up a bit today, uh, but... 
Dr. Dewey, I look at the forecast for next week, and I see a lot of 40s, a lot of 50s at this point, and that's going to get us nearly halfway through February. And I've got to ask the question now, are we done? Could we be done with winter? Well, we could always say we could be done, but you know we'll, we'll be slapped into reality. Here, let's talk about some reality, and that is February is actually our snowiest month of all the winter months. Now, the middle of our snow season was back a few weeks ago, the third week in January, but it has snowed as late as May, and I'm going to get a hold of Ronnie later today and say we need to put graduation on a snow alert just to see if he has a sense of humor because we're going to do outdoor uh, commencement again in May. And, you know, it did snow once in May, and that was our first attempt at having an outdoor commencement. Are we done? Well, I look out, and, in fact, This is probably the best map that I've looked at. Let me pull this one back up again. And this is through February 18. And I'll post this one on social media later this morning. And it's both on Twitter and on on Facebook. There is a big hole right over southeast Nebraska with no snow all the way through February 18th. Now, I do go out and I dust off my snowblower once in a while so that it knows that I care about it. But it's like, this is not going to be, you know, at this point, it's not a snowy winter by any means. If we look at the amounts, Jack, as we went into February, it's the second least amount of snow that we've had this late into the season. If we didn't get any more, and my climate colleagues are all excited, they don't want it to snow, they want to break the record. The record for a whole winter is 7.2 inches, um, and that was in 1967-68. And then just recently, and I don't remember this, but in 2016-17, we only had 7.5 inches of snow for the entire winter. Mm-hmm. So we could be done, but we also need to remember that February is our snowiest month, but then the pattern has snapped right back to dry. And last week, I was convinced that computer models saw something and that it was going to start going wet. And that's typical of February, March. Our precipitation amounts start picking up. March doesn't snow as much as February, but March is famous for big, heavy, wet snowstorms across the Great Plains. So we're not out of the woods, um, but the pattern which is locked in, apparently, is a very dry pattern across Nebraska, all the way to the southwest. I don't know if people have gone outside and looked at gardens and and plants and stuff. The ground is dry and cracked. And, in fact, I've looked at, uh, at the profile, and there's not a lot of water in the top of the soil. If people watered in their decorative plants, their bushes and shrubbery stuff, last fall, they'll be okay. It's too late now. But if it's not, if it's a very dry soil, this intense cold, it got down to zero again this morning, that intense cold will penetrate deeper into the soil because it's not frozen. It's, 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 in fact, it's cracked. And I've had people send me photographs from their, from their yards, and the ground is cracked and dry. We've had very little precipitation this fall and into winter. So that's the bigger thing that we're worried about, Jack, is we may not get snow. That's the good news, or very little. But the bad news is that's because we've been in this persistent drought, which is now creeping out of the southwestern U.S. and into our area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and I know you addressed a lot of that, but just how serious is that? When people say that, you know, we need we need moisture right now. We need w- w- what things? Why is that so important right now for so many people? 
It's important for agriculture. We have all of the winter wheat sitting out there, which next week when the winds are 30, 40 miles an hour and the temperatures in the 60s, it gets desiccated and it, it'll actually dry out the winter wheat. The winter wheat should be underneath a blanket of snow, and it's not this year. Our yards right now, there could be winter kill when we do get these blasts of very cold air and it goes down deep into the soil. Last year when it was 31 degrees below zero, there was a couple feet of snow on the ground, and I noticed walking around my neighborhood in the spring that there were shrubbery, that the bottom foot and a half were green and growing by April and May, but the top half was 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 dead because it was exposed to 31 degrees below zero. So agriculturally, we need the moisture, and in our urban landscape, we need the moisture um, so that the cold doesn't penetrate as deep. And then overall, if, if the moisture keeps going lower and lower as we go into a drought, then the reservoirs drop, you know, in their amount of water. So in the short run, um, there could be an impact this spring on the winter wheat as it comes out of dormancy and in our in our yards and our decorative plants. Yeah. Um, well, and, and you know, it, you, you talked about the dry sort of the, the at least locked in for the time being, uh, the dry spell that seems to be locked in for, the, you know, for a while. But I, I guess my question is, First of all, before we get back to the moisture, my question is, if, if this forecast holds for the next week, and I wonder if you're seeing the same thing where um, we're in the gee, many Christmas, looks like we're close to 60 on Tuesday, um, out into the 50s or at least high 40s, all the way into, I've got the 12th up on my screen, I don't know how long that goes, but legitimately, if you get to a point where you're in mid-February, okay, and it's February 13, 14, and you've just had a week of the 40s and 50s, you don't have snow on the ground at that point, do we at least have guaranteed at pretty much at this point? I know you won't say anything is guaranteed, but any spell of more than a couple of days of cold and or snow is going to be incredibly short lived from here on out, right? Oh, yes. I mean, that's exactly the the point. Is Now, I've lived in Lincoln, Nebraska for over 40 years, and Valentine's Day has always been kind of like the dividing point of many years we start moving into spring weather by Valentine's Day, and we can have cold and snow in April but it doesn't last. That's the key feature. And let me pull up the February data. And if we look at, for example, record lows, up through February 14, the record lows are 15 to 20 below zero. The very end of the month, Jack, the record lows are minus eight, minus nine. So, and the the record highs are 79, 78, 83. There is is a pivotal point in the climate where right now it's going to become more and more difficult. We've added a lot of daylight, and we're going to add another hour uh, by the end of the month. And when you start adding this amount of daylight and the warming, and you don't have a snowpack to melt off, it can warm up pretty quickly. This is why the forecast models have underpredicted the high temperatures almost all winter, because it's so dry and the ground is dry and the sun is warming the ground, whereas if it was snow covered, it would reflect the sun's energy and the heat. That's a very neat observation that you just made. I've seen that in the years I've lived here. If we can get past the middle of February, then the odds of a prolonged cold spell are pretty small. And and snow remaining on the ground for a long period of time is pretty small. So I'm always heartened by when I looked at February data, and I put out put that out yesterday on social media. The the record high in February is eighty three. Just think of that, mid eighties. 
and that yeah. the record low was minus 31. What kind of a place do we live where the range of temperature in February is, you know, somewhere 114 degree range? Yeah. But, but it's February is a transition month, and March is even more so. It is a losing battle for winter cold as we go forward. Oh, man. And, and as people said, it's not only that the days are getting longer, it's winter is dying. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I guess you, you were the, you, you brought this up to me a lot of times when you don't have snow on the ground, that also, you know, plays a huge part in this whole thing. And you can't find snow almost anywhere in Lincoln right now. No, it's just, you can't. And of course it's dry off to the West as well. I've been out in Colorado a couple of times and it's amazing how dry it is out there. And you've seen and heard of the fires that they've had out there in Colorado, as well as out in California. The snowfalls this winter have not been in east is have been in eastern Colorado, and they're snow free again, but not in western Colorado. So the drought in the desert southwest is not really gone away. Um, they've not gotten the winter snows that they need. Now the northern Sierra Mountains have. They've had a lot of snow up there, but it looks like this drought pattern is stuck right into Wyoming, Colorado, and up into our area. We don't know the impact now because basically we're in the dead of winter and nothing's growing. But if this were to persist into our wet season, which is April and May, then we could be looking at a hot, um, dry Ooh, summer. Okay. I will tell. Let's, is it time for a cargo, cargo short oh, for next week? I, I don't know. I don't know. Dr. Dewey, I'm seeing 50s and 60s in February. For an extended period. Yeah. So if that if that is what you're seeing, I, I think, yes, it's time to uh, really alert the people to that. I, I look at the daily uh, probability of precipitation, and it's very rarely zero. But I go down the numbers, and Jack, it's 1, 2, 4, 4, 2, 1, 3, Jeez. 1, 2, 0, 0, 0, 6. You know, it's like, it's dry. And the temperature is consistently in the mid to upper 40s forecast all the way out through the third week in February. Yeah, and it could be warmer than that because of fact the dry yeah. air again. If I'm, so, oh, go ahead, finish that thought. No, I was going to say so. It's and it's going to be chilly at night because again the dry air allows the heat to escape. Yeah, well. So we're looking good if you like this kind of weather, but there are interests as you very well pointed out, and I know people get mad when I put out on social media, "Yay, we didn't get snow," and it's going to say, "But we need the moisture." I understand yeah. that. Well, listen, if I were uh, Will Bolt in the Nebraska baseball program, I'd start getting some of those March games in right now, just in case. <laughs> See if they, they could, NCAA will adjust that schedule so you can play in February, because they'll have the weather to do it next week. No, I know. But things are looking good at the moment, and always stay tuned. And, you know, uh, Dewey Weather on Facebook and K Dewey One on Twitter, I always do daily updates of what we see looking forward. Always subject to change, but right now we seem to continue this locked-in pattern of blasts of cold air that go away after a few days. All right, Dr. Dewey, we'll talk to you in uh, March, a volatile month. I always appreciate your time with us. We'll talk to you again soon, all right? You're welcome. Stay safe, everyone. There you go, Dr. Ken Dewey, Weather and Climate Guru, 855 on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email.